0: welcome to the 8 billion project where we're on a mission to make an impact by discovering and sharing the purpose of every person on this planet i'm your host lisa florida enjoy today's episode hi everyone welcome to the 8 billion podcast i'm your host lisa florida and today we have a special guest Uh, She's a TEDx speaker, a number one best-selling author of The Six Habits and Life Mastery Coach. She teaches how to create the life of your dreams without sacrificing what what you love. As founder and CEO of Vision Advertising, a company that she built at age 19, she has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs build and grow profitable enterprises entirely on their terms. Today, welcome the lovely Laura Miss. Dee Benedetto. How are you, Laura? Oh, I'm so good. Thank you so much for having me on your show. This is gonna be fun. Yes, it will be. So, congratulations on the success of the Six Habits. Uh, I have just finished listening to the audiobook about the Six Habits. Would you like to give us like a little background of how you how you came about writing The Six Habits? Sure. I mean Part of me just
1: wants to be like a jokester and be like, "You just listen to the book. You give me the book report." No, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> um, all right. So the background, very simply, uh, and I'll just summarize everything for you really neatly. The six habits are mental habits that we need in order to live our most fully expressed most joyful lives and that definition is very person to person but in order for anyone to be truly happy you need to feel like you get to be free to be yourself you got to pursue your dreams you got to feel fulfilled and happy right the six habits support that and of course The origin of all the work behind it came from not being happy. I was a very, very miserable human for far too long. I chased all the external ideas of success. I won tons of awards and I've gotten lots of media attention over the years and I made the money, had the big fancy house and I did all that stuff. And you know, that's great. Nobody ever believes me who's never had a lot of money. Um, It doesn't actually make you happy because once you have it, you're just like, great. Now what? Right. Mm -hmm. I found myself after 19 years of pushing hard to achieve and do and build and whatever, that one day I was just so broken. I couldn't take it anymore. And I woke up and I had this really powerful outrage inside of me that was just screaming to me, Laura, enough is enough. Happiness is not outside of you. Happiness is inside of you. And if you don't know where to look, figure it out. So what you read, or listen to is the result of me figuring it out. I found the recipe. There is a recipe for happiness that anyone can apply. And it is something that every human can apply. And when I started this project, it was so egocentric. I wanted to do it just for me. But then once I realized that I have something here and I feel so damn good, I can't wait to share this. I shared this with loved ones. I shared this with friends. I Then I started sharing it with clients and beta testers and stuff like that. And the results continued pouring in and pouring in. And it was an absolute revelation. And the fact that so many lives are changed. People's lives are better. People are more confident. They sleep well. They're working on their health. They're like, falling in love with themselves and in life even in the middle of the world being as weird as it is that's been like
0: absolutely epic and it's certainly not what i expected to happen now, I'll feel better. <laughs> I know. Right. And it's just, it's absolutely amazing to me. Everything had to, and this is the whole reason that I started this podcast was because everything for me, especially this year was my journey you know, to self. And I started doing a lot of personal development seminars, even 10, like 15 years ago. So I knew like laws of attraction. It was just like, it's, it's what you, you know, like it's what you read and then you take the classes. But for me to truly, uh, apply it in my life was different. So it was really nice to see that you created the six different habits, you know, because that actually, as you, as it took me through each of the chapters, I could definitely see myself through each of those processes, most, especially this year. And that's why it's really, it, it's really nice to actually have you on. Um, a lot of people did a lot of internal work, uh, you know, this year, most especially because, covid hit and it actually if you're seeing across the board there seems to be a big consensus of people starting to look internally for their happiness because in some cases a lot of jobs you know a jobs and industries got wiped out so a lot of time to a lot of people took time to start reflecting and so that's exactly what i wanted to talk about is most especially that your you know your relationship with um for you, you know, it's funny you you um You're right, people have really
1: woke up to the idea that things could be different. And I think the availability of the external sources of happiness and how temporary they are has really given people an opportunity to be like, wow, huh, if happiness could be taken away from me so quickly, what could perhaps make me feel better more permanently? And that's, that I'm just seeing this invitation all over the place, just like you are. And I'm, yes, let's do all of it, yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so how long ago did this project start for you, The Six Habits?
1: So right now it's November 2020, and this was two years and three months ago. So August 2018 is when I just kind of, um, I guess, hit that mental wall where I just couldn't take it anymore. Um, And it took me... know a little bit of time to do the research and it's so funny the moment i thought i was done the research i kept finding more and even as i was writing my speech for ted um and all of that stuff i continued to learn more every day i continue to discover more and it's like you know there's there's so many projects out there like you know like if you ever like paint something you're like okay i painted it i'm done it's amazing to me I'm not done. Like I did my speech. I wrote, I've, I've written the book and it's like, Oh my God, I keep uncovering more. And there's just so much here. And it's like, so kind
0: of, I started the project and I'm nowhere near done. <laughs> and was that, so you actually, I don't know if many people will know, but Laura did actually retire at the age of 37, right? Laura. Mm-hmm, I did. Yes. And then did you, So did you retire first and then decide to write this book? Is that, was that what pushed you into retirement or did you, did you hit retirement first and then say, okay, what am I going to do next? Well,
1: it's a good question. And, um, i just really want to put it out there and just be really transparent it wasn't like oh boy i'm riding off into the sunset on my white horse okay bye i'm rich and successful everything's wonderful retirement no it was more like i'm burnt out i'm crispy i gotta get out of here it was that kind of like retirement Was was as rich or successful as i wanted to be no um but i needed to be done and uh, found a way to fund me being done. So that that's what that was. And in the process of. Getting to the point of retirement to where my successor could be like, okay, love you, you're fired, bye, you go away. Like in that whole process, you know, all of 2018 was me going from like 20 hours a week down to 15, down to 10, down to five. So like I really didn't work a heck of a lot in 2018, but like I was. Honestly, it was the silence that was killing me more than anything else because my roles were changing, how important I was, you know, to others was changing in my head because I went from CEO and doing all the big important stuff and being on TV and doing all the stuff to, huh, well, haven't shaved my legs in a month. Hmm. Just like, I just felt like everything was joyless, pointless. I felt like I had lost myself. I felt like I had just built myself a beautiful gilded prison essentially because i had a really big house and you know a whole bunch of stuff that i just needed
0: to clean and it felt joyless and empty Right. No, absolutely. I know exactly what you were talking about. My, my journey started too. probably, I lost my mother in 2018. And so that's okay. You know, but she, you know, now that I look back hindsight, it was really the beginning of pushing me forward. Cause I, my background is real estate. So all I did was real estate most of my career. And it wasn't necessarily that I was burnt out for me. It was a series of events that kept happening asking me to turn in and as and as I think that life started happening and experiences started happening the 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 signs of the universe just started getting louder and louder that I had to do the internal work and for me most especially this year is when I did it so I took the time to spend a lot to make this relationship with myself right I mean like I did a lot of time by myself the quarantine did help But it was a lot of like, you know, I went through meditation process. I, you know, I looked at the different programs that were ruling me. It was just like you, what you're saying, did so much personal development, but yet you couldn't really find the answers. And for me, what I did was when, when it was, when I found my, at least or so to say like higher self and everything that was in alignment, I started, everything just started propelling so much faster.
1: Yeah, good for you. Right. I am, I am cheering you on. (laughs) And you chose yourself! Yay!
0: Wonderful! No, it it, it's absolutely true. I would never. I mean, if this time last year I was, you know, I'm still in real estate, but I was. I had just moved down here to like, you know, South Orange County and Mission Viejo, and I just thought, you know, I'm going to do real estate for the rest of my life. My son's going to, you know, graduate high school in two years, and you know, I'm just going to do this and. And that's all that's going to be. And it literally it just took me down a path. And I, and I, you know, I found the light, you know, so to speak or something turned on within. Yeah. And then, okay. well, let me tell you something, woman to woman,
1: you go, girl. I'm proud. <laughs> you know? So we need to choose ourselves. And so, so often just as women, we're discouraged from putting ourselves first and meeting our own needs. And, you know, I, anytime I can see a woman that's actually choosing herself and really deepening and strengthening that relationship with self exactly like you're describing hell
0: yeah I'm there for that absolutely yeah absolutely for me it was creating healthier boundaries it was like kind of knowing what I deserved and like really standing behind that and sometimes it's a very I mean I can't say sometimes it was a very painful process but as you go right I mean, I, it's not fun, my friends. It is not, but it's what's on the other side that makes it worth it. Exactly. That's exactly it. And, and so now the big, the, the big pressing question that I get that I see across the board, like I was even just on a podcast earlier and I was now on the other side where you were, where I was answering the question, the big pressing question seems to be, how do you find your purpose? You know? Well,
1: well, Purpose is interesting. So I found my happiness. That was the thing I was really looking for. Purpose and happiness, uh, they can have a lot to do with each other, but they're not the same things. And I think a lot of people confuse purpose with profession. And sometimes they're very different. And uh, I think when it comes to the idea of, like, finding our purpose, um, I think some of us need to create it. Some of us need to design it some of us do need to discover it. Um, in my case, I needed to kind of do like a little bit of all of it. Um, and I've always had inklings that I like making people happy and I like to, um, love others. And I like to, you know, give people solutions and I like solving problems. And I like doing all these things. And, you know, once upon a time, I used to think that my purpose was to, um, you know, do marketing, and I was like, "Well, I'm good at it, but all of purpose, <laughs> but okay." Um, but what I found was my purpose is actually to bring people joy, and I get to do that through using all of the skills that I have, which are solving problems and this and that, things that I enjoy. But my purpose is to bring people joy and I found that by way of honestly just following my own pain solving it and just surrendering which as a type A is not easy for me to do I can imagine. and surrender oh it's like water and butter it's not really a mix but apparently once in a while I can let go and stop trying to control everything and it's
0: like oh Oh, thank you, universe. That's a good one. Okay. (laughs) Right. No. And I think I was, you know, I was listening to another one of your interviews and what you're saying is that oftentimes, and this is why, you know, the premise too of 8 billion, there's eight, you know, eventually in 2023, there's going to be 8 billion people. And so therefore there's 8 billion stories and everyone finding their journey to their purpose is all going to be different. And that's, I think that's what you were saying in, in another interview was that oftentimes we take a look at other people's journeys and often compare it to ours or think that that can be exactly what it is, but it, it's not, it's really like it's doing the work and your and your book actually, you know, breaks it down into all the different se- sections of, you know, the habits that you could use to help find your purpose. And I even say about 85 times in different ways, do the work, do the work, do
1: do the work throughout the book. Like, you know, knowing about something is just not enough. Like you actually have to apply the wisdom once you acquire it. And yeah, it is, you know, the recipe will be different for all of us, you know, purpose for me was important. And now that I feel, you know, feel fulfilled in terms of, um, knowing what i'm here to do at least at this point in my life because i've specifically chosen it and it feels like it aligns with my integrity and my desires and my skills and it really makes my heart happy it's like yeah that is like such a good thing and it's like adding to the pile of happiness like i just yeah i'm a happier human now that i know like at least what i'm here to do in my 40s
0: <laughs> right. More power to you, especially like, that's what I'm big on is this women in power. like standing in your power, choosing yourself, choosing to be happy. That makes, that is the great recipe of everything. And you know, that's yeah. right. And it's some, like you said, it's not an easy road, but you just got to do the work. Yeah, you really do.
1: And I think, um, I think some people have been, I don't know, disenchanted with the idea that you have to discover your purpose as if god or universe has decided it for you and you don't get a vote you do get a vote and you get to decide what your purpose is it's not like you're waiting to uncover it like you're just trying to like scratch off enough scratch tickets like which one will it be is it this one is it this one it's not like a scavenger hunt. your purpose is the thing that aligns all the parts of you yes point in your life and you can have multiple purposes in life like, when I was a child, my purpose was to play and be joyful and appreciate nature. That, that was my purpose when I was a child. And when I was a teenager, apparently it was to be an epic pain in the ass. <laughs> in my 20s, it was to be a problem solver. 30s, probably more epic
0: pain in the ass, but here it is. I'm a healer, damn it. <laughs> I know, right? No, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. So was there a reason why you chose Hawaii after you decided to pick up and leave from from retirement? yeah it's amazing here (laughs) it's beautiful i love nature i mean
1: okay so purpose number one was to appreciate nature that was when i was a kid well guess what the kid in me has not died she is very much still alive and well and she is very playful and she likes to be around animals and nature and the kid in me feels very alive here um I get to see all the things that my inner five-year-old would be like, Oh my God. (laughs) Right. That is the key, right? When when I'm swimming and a sweet, a sea turtle comes up to me and like bonks me on the leg. I'm like, (laughs) like I will never get old
0: ever. You know, it's the most epic thing. No, and I could see it. You know, like meeting you, and just like have, you know, your presence and energy is just amazing. You could really tell, like you really followed your joy, and you know, like joy and happiness, and this is exactly where it led you. So, I'm in the in. You know in uh, one of the chapters, you do talk about encouraging people to like expand and listen to TEDx talks, uh, to go on the platform and even certain things, subject matters that you probably wouldn't listen to, just give it a shot. What was it like for you to finally be a TEDx speaker? Do you like take us through that experience? Sure, well,
1: It all began by applying and being, you know, chewing my fingernails to the nubs when I was like, "Are they gonna pick me? Are they gonna pick me? Are they gonna?" Pick me? <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, and overthinking it, of course, because, you know, Taipei's do that sometimes. Um, but I remember that fine sunny day sitting out at Starbucks outside before, um, COVID struck. And I was just sitting there sipping one of my drinks when I was just casually reading my email on my phone. And then all of a sudden I read the email, you've been selected. We're inviting you. Oh, Oh my god I started freaking out and like I could not contain my joy it was what I call explosive joy I couldn't yeah no my husband doesn't like me being a spectacle he's like go no be quiet glad he wasn't with me because I was screaming in public I was so excited and like this other person she's looking at me like what's wrong with you I'm like nothing's wrong <laughs> nothing's what's wrong. the big deal I'm like I've just been invited to give a TED talk in Boston oh my god and she's like let me get a video if you want your phone and we just kind of like i had a total like happy meltdown with a stranger it was epic um then i had to you know i started working on the speech and logistics and then covid happened and then i couldn't fly to boston they had to move it that was a little like uh what's going on and um but it all worked out really well and you know where i was going to give a speech on a stage in front of a hundred students and faculty of the college um instead i got to kind of tell the story a little bit more to my brand so i recorded my speech actually just a couple weeks ago and it'll be live sometime in december i believe um and um i got to shoot at a 13 million dollar home that i don't own let's just be humble (laughs) (laughs) um beautiful maui in the background and like a gorgeous infinity pool like right behind me and honestly it was beautiful and the thing is what i teach and what i give to people is the possibility of hope and dreams and beauty and, and and happiness and for me maui was my ultimate dream it was on my vision board for so long and it was like it was my happy place and you know it is it's a little less sparkly now that i go stay in the house all the time but um you know i just really wanted to share um that incredible like visual of joy with people and i wouldn't have been able to do that in boston so it was awesome to be able to do it And you're not going to know this, but you know, from the speech, but there was construction happening next door. So I had to do a couple takes of it because like, I'd get like halfway through and then it'd be like, you know, beep, 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 you know, I'm like, Oh, come on. I was in the middle of the (laughs) point cut it out it's murphy's vlog, girl <laughs> you know so anyway um it's funny it was also really really hot and humid so i'm standing there in a dress trying to be all beautiful and poised and everything and dealing with the construction next door and i'm like i am one with this it's good it's over <laughs> i was like i'm just gonna sit in my car throw on the air conditioning to 56 degrees and strip off all my clothes Hey, that sounds great. Just put me in a meat locker. I'll be fine. Um, so I'm just super excited about it. Like looking back, it was like, I just so wanted to do a good job and like really convey all the love and joy that's inside of me while trying not to sweat buckets and deal with the stupid construction next door. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So when I get to, I haven't even seen the finished um, product yet, but when I do like, Oh my God, I can't wait. Like being able to share it. If you're on my email list, I'm sorry in advance because I'm probably gonna mention it more than once. But I'm like, I'm so excited about it because like, I have been working so hard on this for like over two years to be able to still to distill all this knowledge and this passion and, and this big huge revelation. It's like you don't have to be miserable. <laughs> There's actually a recipe. Exactly. You know, it's not like a happy abstract thing. We're like, oh, you you just need to be nice to yourself. You need to. You know, do affirmations every day. And it's like, yes. <laughs> you know, yes. Celery
0: juice. No, it's not. no, yes. no <laughs> no kidding. Oh my gosh, right? The affirmations and everything. I was like, I've been doing it for so many years. And it was just like, yeah, there's it, it, it definitely has to be your relationship. No, I mean, with you listen to my book, you understand. It's not about drinking a gallon of celery juice
1: every morning, sitting on your meditation, pillow, go to the gym. It's not all that stuff. It's literally changing the way you think. Yeah. They're totally yeah. the different kind of habits. Like, you know, I, I've said on other podcasts, like flossing is a habit that some people have yet to acquire. My dentist finally bullied me into it, but like that's a physical habit. And most people think about habits in like a physical sense, right? Yeah. But these are all habits of the mind. What is your habitual response to conflict? What is your habitual response to looking in the mirror? What's your habitual response to a challenge and something you don't think you can handle? That's the work I'm interested in. And that's what
0: I'm here for right so is there any amount of people you're looking to reach with the six habits or this or this journey that you're taking on I mean, aside from all of them, um, more specifically, I'm
1: just going to start with a nice humble goal of 1 billion. Um, I firmly believe that when we do the work to change ourselves and fortify who we are as people and as individuals, we can be better parents, we can be better leaders, we can be better friends, and we can spread joy and love to others, and we can actually eliminate a lot of societal blights like a lot of aspects of crime would not exist if people didn't have to resort to that if they just felt better inside if people didn't feel so desperate maybe they wouldn't need to do drugs if people didn't feel so broken inside they wouldn't need to beat their kids you know what i'm saying if they didn't feel so insecure they wouldn't be such crappy leaders i want to help people to be their best selves best so they can share joy on their own you'll be a better mom you'll be a better dad you'll be a better boss you'll be better government leader. You'll be a better everything if you're a better you. Yes. And in what That's generation amazing. we can change this planet and make it a happy place instead of such a weird place that it
0: currently is. I'm so glad I met a soul sister because when everyone was, was like 8 billion, like how are you going to reach 8 billion? And so some people, you know, all the logical, you know, all, all of the analytical people start doing the calculations. Well, yeah. You know, you have to have like, what is this? I think the calculation was if I could do 144 interviews with people that had audiences of million that I'd reach 8 billion, but it wasn't, it wasn't about that. It was, there's 8 billion different stories out there. Each person is on their own journey, trying to discover that. And if we could, you know, help share in the joy or provide light along the way, that's all it is. It's always going to be an unending journey of, uh, you know, unraveling and lessons in life. So here's how you're going to reach your your 8 billion. The
1: same way I'm going to reach my 1 billion is I am not messenger for everyone. If I impact your life so much that you love the six habits, it changes your life, you will spread the message for me. I don't care about being famous. I've never cared about it. Matter of fact, if you ever see me in a grocery store, don't say hi to me. I wanna put my <laughs> in peace because I'm probably not wearing makeup but I didn't shower that day, leave me alone, right? <laughs> what I want is for the idea to be famous because I believe in people and I believe in joy and possibility and families and little kids growing up, happy and whole Mm -hmm. and feeling secure from the time that they took their first breath. You know, society and behaving and making other people happy takes all of it away. And we learn the opposite of the six habits as we grow up and try to conform to what other people expect of us and behaving and making our teachers happy or making our parents happy and making our bosses happy. It stops being about us being happy and we sacrifice our well-being because we just live in a constant state of, I, I need to conform, I need to conform, oh my God, I got to do this, I got to, I got to, I got to, versus right. No, I need to honor me. And if I mm-hmm. honor me, then I can change the world. I can do good things. I can create happy humans. And I can create incredible businesses and spread big ideas. Exactly.
0: <laughs> so let me ask you, do you think it's going to happen in our generation, and our lifetime? Do you think you and I can actually complete the vision of what we're seeing? Think it's happening? Is the shift happening? vitamins to live long enough, yes. <laughs> and drink celery juice and meditate. <laughs> Yeah. I'll be
1: sure to get right on that.
0: (laughs) No meditate. Yes. Celery juice.
1: No, I've had a glass of it. No, thank you. Um, you know what? There's a lot of things that the healthy community is like, you should do these things. I'm like, good for you. You should do those things. (laughs) Because that sounds disgusting, but thanks for playing. And honestly, if you're, if you're a person listening and you drink celery juice, God bless you. You have taste buds made of
0: iron. I don't <laughs> so You keep chugging it for me. You're probably going to live longer. No, but this has been amazing. Is there anything, I mean, we've covered so much already. Is there anything like any message? If there's a parting message that you want to give? Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: Learn about the habits, go online. You can grab a free chapter of the book if you want, but learn about the habits and then do the damn work. It's not about knowing about the habits. That's just like 1% of it. You have to apply it to your life and really look at your life differently. And, you know, I think one of the things that we all make the assumption with is that Our lives are so much better than they are because we're on autopilot and momentum has convinced us that things are great and we're really happy. Except when you look under the hood and something like COVID shows up, ooh, maybe I'm not actually that happy. So I've actually um, recently launched a free quiz that anyone wants to participate in. Just go to my website, uh, the6habits.com and you can take the free quiz and you can answer, how happy am I really? And you can get the answer, and
0: then um, you can see where you stand in life. Well, I think I'm going to go ahead and take the quiz after this, and I'll let you know how happy I am in life. Hopefully, though, that this project for me, the Eight Billion Project, is 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 you know is an example of the happiness that I've found within myself, especially this year. But thank you so much, Laura, for coming on best of i cannot wait to see the ted talk so are you gonna be for anyone that's interested in seeing your ted talk should they get on your email list what do you yeah absolutely get on the email list um i probably i don't
1: know i'm not amazing at social media i I, (laughs) i mean you probably heard about that in the book like i don't find it to be the happiest place. So I probably don't check in as much as I should. If you really wanna hear from me, um, go to my website and you can sign up for email. I'm definitely gonna be sending that out. Um, and uh, of course, anyone that buys a you know book through my website, we can automatically add you to the list if you if you opt in. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm so excited to share it with you. It's gonna be so epic. Like girl, I worked so hard on it. I don't even understand. I worked so hard and like being succinct, not my thing, but I managed. I figured it
0: out. <laughs> I will know that when I watch it, I'm all like, there was construction going on in the back. I don't know how many ticks she had to take. <laughs> and it was really humid. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if they're like, hey,
1: you should memorize this. You should memorize this because they want you to have it fully owned as part of your DNA at that point. And I did. But the construction was like really throwing me off. So, like, I'm just really grateful that it was what it was. And I was able to still produce something that I'm really proud of and bring the passion. You'll see it. I can't wait to share it with you.
0: Absolutely. That's the part of the the book acceptance.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, I'm accepting myself, my limitations and what's going
0: on. Awesome. Well, Laura, thank you so much for being on 8 billion. I would love to have you again in the future. If you'd love to come back on and we could maybe do the extension of the six habits or give us an update on where you are in conjunction to reaching 1 billion people. But again, thank you so much for being on 8 billion and best of luck in the launch of your TEDx and anyone it's an amazing book. Go buy it. Find it on our website and get on our email list. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If it's moved you in any way, please review and share your thoughts or text me your thoughts at 949-247-2800.